Grimcast Manila is a podcast of creepy stories from around the metro. I'm your scaredy cat host, Antoinette, and I love a good ghost story. An avid wanderer, Kyle delights in exploring and watching the world around him. While he's as fond of hearth and home as any homebody, the experiences outside are too great a lure for him to ignore. These days, he spends time between work, sleep, and play. Hey, Kyle. Thanks for joining me. Hello. Thank you very much for the invite. Of course. So, like, what started your fascination into the like this side of the tracks? Um, I think I, there there are two that immediately come to mind, and okay. that will be Edith Hamilton, okay, from mythology fame, and uh, Reddit. Reddit. <laughs> always Reddit. Yeah. Uh, there's this uh, Edith Hamilton, basically not very much more of the Greek mythology. A lot of people seem to forget that at the end of her book. She, there is a short section on Norse mythology. Yes. Yeah. And that was the one that was like, oh, this seems much more thrilling than, you know. Them Greek and Romans. Yeah. You know, because how, basically three-fourths of Greek and Roman myths come from Zeus not being able to keep it in his pants. So, yep. you know, I was just, I, I'm getting sick of this. I want, I want something <laughs> different for once. So, you know, there are Siegfried and Sigmund and stuff like that. And... uh when I delved more into it, Norse mythology is pretty bloody dark. You know, you have Odin who like hung from a spear. Just like, oh, I got the chills. Okay. And then there was this one time that I was on the front page of Reddit. And there was this, I don't know if you've read it. There's this, mm. uh, there's this one user there who goes by the name of Dr. Margin. Dr. Margin. Yeah. And uh, he wrote, a, he's writing. I'm not so sure if it's still going on. It hasn't had a, updates the last time I checked. But he's he wrote this fascinating um, series of stories called Dr. Margin's Guide to New Monsters. So basically, the premise is that with modern technology and, you know, Twilight, mm. the stuff that used to terrify us aren't so terrifying anymore. Wait, by Twilight, you mean the sparkly vampire guys? Yes, the right. sparkly vampire. He Got specifically it. calls him out in his preface. So, <laughs> Good for uh, you, yeah, Dr. Yeah. Margin. Yeah, so he's he's like, I, you know, so he he's looking for new monsters, like the ones that crop up in the absence because the, his, his, the, the theme of that storyline is the world will must always have monsters. Okay. And when the monsters of old become domesticated, new monsters take their place. Okay. So it follows his journey all around the world where he interviews different things. Sometimes he encounters monsters. Sometimes he just narrowly avoids them. It's fascinating. And as I'm a scaredy cat, so <laughs> <laughs> it was a bad idea for me to discover that thread, and but I loved it. Right. No, I've just, I've just pulled it up right mm -hmm. now. And it's, yeah. Um, I'm going to have some reading tonight. Not tonight. Uh, some some of those things are pretty damn terrifying. Tomorrow lunchtime. Yes. <laughs> in the middle of the day. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I mean, jumping right into it, though. Do you believe in ghosts? Um, yes. Yes. If only not... I don't necessarily believe in the solid concept of ghosts, like, you know, ectoplasm and stuff. Right. But I do believe that the breadth of our current knowledge is not enough to account that it won't exist. Right. So yeah, we, like... we, can, we cannot disprove their existence. There are some scientific, and I read about this, there are some, some scientific concepts about why we get scared, how we get scared, sure. and how natural stuff in our environment is conditioned to biologically scare us. Uh -huh. So a little bit fascinating, but... 
yeah, I do believe in ghosts mainly because there's absolutely no reason why they should not exist. Mm-hmm. The universe has done really weird stuff. Ghosts That's will true. not be one. Of, ghosts will not be the least of them. Like in the spectrum, this would be one of the less weird things the universe exactly. has ever yeah. done. Yeah, definitely. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. So. When was the first time you had a creepy experience or like have you had a creepy experience happen specifically to you? Uh, Yeah, I've had several. The majority of them took place in my youth. Ooh, I feel so old. (laughs) It's not like you're old now, but okay. (laughs) Okay, okay. In your Um, youth. Yeah. Um, The thing about me and uh, ghostly occurrences is they happen when I'm not alone. Okay, that's different. Yeah, because yeah, I, I, I... I live by myself. I've done that for a long time. But whenever I'm with other people, that's when the creepy stuff happens. So I get, I, the first time, I'm not so sure if this is the first time, but this is the first time I remember it okay. is uh, I was with my grandmother. Okay. Uh, we were having a nice dinner, just uh, her and I. And uh, we were in her shop. She, she used to own this restaurant uh, located in Teacher's Village. It's uh, Malacca Street. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it was, I think, an hour after we closed. Mm-hmm. So we got off all the uh, chairs, so on and so forth, and we're just enjoying stuff. And the setup is kind of like this booth. Uh, this is the, imagine if this is the front of the store. There's the counter. Yeah. And there's where all the cooking utensils and the, the kitchen is. Right. So we saw something. We were talking. And uh, I, I, I think I was talking to her about cookies and cream ice cream because I was really craving for some valid conversation. Yes. Hey, I was, I was ten. Oh, yeah. So, and uh, I, sw- I saw who I thought was my mother, like through the window Not, where the kitchen would be. Yeah, like there. She was behind the mantle, just looking at me, and I, I was like hold up, my mom's at work or she's uh, she's on her way back home from work. She must have gotten home early. So I said to my grandmother, hey, look, mom's there. And then we look and there's the head thing. It, it was in shadow because we had shut off that part of the kitchen. And we're like, maybe she's getting herself food from there. <laughs> Long day at work. Um, so we were, and she was like, oh, oh, you're back home early. And then the head just kind of moves uh, faces away to the left away and, from you yeah yeah and then she walks that way which which is away from you or towards you oh, oh, there is there is a, there are two doors to the kitchen one of them leads to the living quarters the other one leads to the back and she walks towards the door to the back okay and the the partition between the kitchen and the serving area doesn't cover the entire were what we can see. Mm-hmm. And then she walks. And then as soon as she gets out, the, as soon as she gets out of the partition, we see her head. Mm-hmm. And so only it looks her, like a woman. And only her head. What? Yeah. So wait, no, this it's a woman? It is a woman that looked exactly like my mother. But only your mother's head? Yes. Floating? Yes. What? Yes. And what happens afterwards? Like, uh... <laughs> well, my, well, my grandmother is one of those. My grandmother's from Iloilo, and she's the type of person who's like, oh, always say tabi tabi po when you're going through these. You know, the usual kind of person who believes in all the supernatural. And she just told me, don't move and don't call out to it. Don't call out to it. Yeah. Don't give it attention. No, no, no. We already gave it attention. Yeah. But 
I, I was about to say, I was about to like, okay, so that's mom, right? And then she's <laughs> like, no, that is not your mother. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So we, we, and the thing is, it didn't even dart away. It just took its sweet time to disappear <laughs> off of our sight. And we were just there in the middle of the dining, dining area of their shop, just like standing, not sitting in horror. And I was just, yeah. And it's just like, don't move. Don't yeah. My grandmother was just like, just like she, she, she put her hand on my wrist and like an iron grip, just like because I wanted to run. I wanted to bolt at that point because I'm like this is not normal. This is not normal. Yeah. And I, I was freaking out because oh no, somebody cut off my mom's head. Yeah. So, <laughs> but she, you know, my grandmother just don't move, don't call out to it. Just, just wait until it leaves. So it left. It left, and we. <laughs> We never, we never did see it again. So, how long did that last between for you? about about from between me noticing the head and the head uh, walking out? Probably a good three to five minutes. It took its sweet time going out because we thought the reason why it was moving so slowly is my mother had gotten herself a plate of food, and so didn't want to spill it. And then after she got out of the partition, and the only thing I could see was her head. And we we could see we, it's not even that it was covered. We could see her head, and then we can see all the the kitchen wall behind the bottom of the head. So I was just that is a floating head of my mother. That's um, well, I didn't sleep for two nights after that. <laughs> Were you sleeping there? Yes. Oh, yeah. How great for you! I know I was there during a weekend, so. Uh, and yeah. your and what did your grandmother like? My try grandmother to uh, debrief you after. Yes, she did. Uh, she told me that I think it was because the shop next door, the one that had set up about a month beforehand, had cut down a very old tree in order to make room for their uh, pantry. I think. Okay. And I, I can I can I can remember my grandmother just muttering when they were cutting down a tree. Oh, that's not going to bite them back in the ass. Definitely. Not a good idea. Yeah, not a good idea. So after that day, I had like I had this newfound respect for a old trees. Sure. <laughs> because I always thought, oh, they're old trees, but they have those scratchy caterpillars that fall on you, and oh, God forbid. But yeah, that was the first one. I've had several others along the same vein, usually uh, referring to falling objects or strange sounds in rooms that were empty. Okay. Yeah, but... I mean, you could chalk, almost chalk those up to like, could have been something. Could have been something, yeah. yeah. But I don't know. I was I was 10. I thought I had a hyperactive imagination, except for that one time. And most of the times, the... The other creepy stuff happened around the, my grandmother's helpers when I was with them or my grandmother. So I was just, okay, maybe, maybe, you know, maybe they're messing with me. Maybe they're messing you with you or yeah. you're not insane. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like if other people see it. Yeah. Um, what else? There is one. There is one. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I did say that most of them happened during childhood, but there was this one particular incident that happened when I was in college. So this is about four or five years ago. Okay. Yeah. So I used to live in uh, Ateneo Servini dorms. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the ones that they're for first year male students. Mm-hmm. And there was this one time that I really couldn't sleep. I think it was a weekend. Mm-hmm. So the dorms were quiet. And uh, Servini is located at 
near a cliff edge almost. Mm-hmm. It's it's very heavily wooded. It's very quiet there during the Sundays. So I was at the lobby. I think I was waiting for food. <laughs> I, I, as you do when you are you a do. college student. Yes, I couldn't really cook. And uh, I, uh, I got my food and uh, I went to eat behind the... I don't know. Is that a concierge table? Uh, we, there, like reception? There, yeah, the reception area. There is a reception area at Servini's lobby that's located directly in front of the door. And I was, yeah, I was eating my food there. And then for fun, after that, I went to the front and I talked to the guard. Hmm. You know, he's like, hey, how is this is like it? a Sunday? I think so. Yeah, Saturday yeah. or Sunday. It was a weekend. So it was a chill weekend. No it was school. a chill weekend. No, nothing too much. And you know, the guard has a monitor in front of him that shows the security camera footage. And now mm-hmm. it's just, oh, okay, we're going to look at it and whatever. Mm-hmm. And he told me that, you know, something was happening while I was getting my food in the lobby. And he just didn't want to tell me because he didn't want any of me or the delivery guy to freak out. So okay. I said, okay, what, what was happening there? So he, sh- he winds back the tape to about 30 minutes beforehand when I was meeting the delivery man for food. Okay. So there it was. And yeah, it's on the top. It's gray and grainy, stuff like that. And I was going to pay the food. And then when I was getting the food, there's this three t- orbs of light uh-huh. that suddenly come from off screen. Sure. And just dance around our heads. Out for a while, and then they cluster around the food. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I so I was just like I had the food. I had the I had the bag under my arm. I was I was counting my change, and then the the the, the lights just kind of mm. circle around. What's for lunch? I, what's for dinner? It was oh, for dinner. dinner. Yeah, I think it was nine p.m. Oh. Yeah. So they circle around there. And then when I went to the reception area, the orbs followed. So you can see the orbs go from one screen to the other screen. And then just kind of circle around my head while I was eating food. And after I was done eating food, they suddenly fly off screen and disappear. Like a ghost mukbang. I know. We just want to watch Kyle eat. (laughs) It was terrifying for me because it's just... Why are... Spirits watching me eat. <laughs> is there oh, must not be a lot to do on a weekend? I know it, it was. Biz- I, I was one of the few students that liked staying behind in the dormitories during the weekend because you know a lot of students would go back to their families mm. in the weekend and spend their time there. But yeah, there was that, and then there was the cliff edge. The cliff edge. Yes. Um. So behind the dorm. Yes. There. Yeah. This is the last one, I think. And um, if. I'm not so sure if it's still there because I know the dormitories have gone on, on extensive renovations since I left. But there is a space between the university dorms, the Servini dorms, and the Eliazo dorms. There's okay. a small cliff here that kind of overlooks Marikina. Uh-huh. And I like sitting there because it's very windy. And it must be a lovely view. It is a lovely view of a cemetery. What? Yes, I, Excuse it, me, what? I, I think it, it overlooks a cemetery. I've never <laughs> asked because there was this one time that uh, I go there usually at dusk, mm. uh, at dusk on Saturdays and Sundays. Mm. 
you know, just to think about my life in my typical, oh, I'm about to graduate from college. What am I going to do next? <laughs> and uh, I was there and there was a girl sitting there. Uh, she looked about my same age. I said, oh, okay, so it's she's, occupied. She's contemplating life too. Yeah, and she's not even dressed in what you would consider ghostly attire. She was, I, I distinctly remember this. She was, uh, she had this hoodie on and, you know, short shorts, slippers, like basically what anybody from the dorms would wear on a chilly week weekend. Short so shorts? I'm like, well, yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah, so I was like, oh, okay. So yeah. I'm just going to go somewhere else. And then... I kind of hear, well, as soon as I turn around, I kind of hear like sobbing. Oh, no. A little bit. I'm like, oh, damn. Is this a, is this a freshman who's like super she's, distressed about her exam? She's having a moment. She's having a moment. And I'm like, should I just let her cry? Or as like, an upperclassman, should I do something? Or like just, check if you're okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because this is a cliff edge we're talking about. Like you right. won't die, but you will pretty have really significant injuries if you roll off of it. Yeah. And I was like, shit. All right, all right, all right. I'm going to do the uh, mature upperclassman thing as a dorm upperclassman. And I'm just going to talk to her. So I walk to talk to her. I turn around and she stands up and then jumps. What? Yeah. Off the cliff? She does. And I, I, I man, I let her shriek that until today I'm still not proud of. <laughs> but she jumps and I'm like, Okay, wait, 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 wait. I know there are trees there. I know there's some sort of structure there that. So she would have been caught on. She something. would have been caught on something, but still, the fact that you know you see somebody jump there is just my Jeez, heart just stops. And I dash there. Yeah. I look down. Nothing. What? Just nothing. Like no, no trace that somebody had been there. Much less anybody had jumped. And the guard, the guard, here's the thing. The guard was, the guard came running because... He I, saw it too? Yeah, he saw it too. Okay. And then we were like, I was like, oh, yeah. Maliko. <laughs> and we, we, and I, I think my, I think my, yeah, my shriek, for the lack of a better term, my shriek like alerted the other guards at the front of the two dorms. So yeah. everybody came running. Yeah. And then it's just, what happened? I, I, we saw someone jump. We saw my my papa into balloon, and then they're like, "Okay, so where is she? Why isn't she crying for?" And I said, "Somebody has to go down there and check." And I'm just not me. Not me. <laughs> go, Kuya. This yeah, is your job. Yeah, yeah. And, this is outside uh, of your pay grade. Yeah, but this yeah. is your job. <laughs> yeah. And somebody, yeah, somebody eventually did kind of like gingerly make their way down the uh -huh. incline, but nothing. Absolutely nothing. After the girl jumps, did you hear like rustles, leaves? No, like, uh, like I could hear her sobbing and then I could hear the slight crunch as she jumped. But, right. but no sound of landing, no sound of, you know, no sound that she hit the ground at all. It's, if I, if I didn't know better, I'd say she, this wind snatched her up before she could fall. But Or she's actually secretly a Mananangal. Yeah. And like her story is she really wants to go to college. <laughs> but, you know, it's not the family business. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I asked like one of the janitors... If that had ever happened. If that had ever happened. And he said, mainly because there's just so many trees, uh, spirits kind of like... His explanation is that the spirits in trees that are near student dormitories are kind of infused 
by the general emotions of the students sleeping there. Interesting. So he's like, I, I think this was around finals week. Yeah. Mm. And he's like, the spirits kind of uh, empathize or what do you call this? Take on aspects of the students that are near them. So it's possible that the nearby tree, which overlooked the first year female student dorms, mm. has a spirit inside of it that kind of got um, Parts infused of the... with all of the stress of exam Maybe. week. And it was manifesting sites like that. It was like, yeah, yeah, basically. So the tree went full Ayokona mode. <laughs> and I just happened to be the unlucky soul who was walking there and saw it and the guard, but still. Oh, and man. this happened, yeah, this happened around dusk. So just, we, there's no way we were hallucinating this. We could still see. Like there was still well. like significant yeah, there's light. there's significant light for us to see that, yeah, this, yeah, there was a girl there and whatever. So yeah. That's crazy. That is crazy. Okay, well, um, Thanks so much for joining us today, Carl. <laughs> yeah. um, those are some pretty interesting stories. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything you'd like to share with the good people of the internet? Like, what are you up to these days? Um, well, you can see me. Uh, I'm currently playing uh, a lot of games for uh, Tabletop PH. You can look them up on Facebook, Tabletop Philippines. They stream uh, Tabletop Mostly Dungeons and Dragons at the moment, but we are, they are talking about other scary stuff like um, Call of Cthulhu. Mm-hmm. A very scary, yeah, very scary, chilling tabletop role-playing game. Uh, there's also, I am trying to see if I can't run, if not a D&D game, another tabletop game that I played recently that I really like, uh, Sea of Leaves. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but you can... Check they yeah they stream Wednesdays yeah Thursdays Fridays Saturdays Sundays right and uh, we do have international viewers so we conduct sessions in English Thursdays and uh, Sundays and I'm there on Thursdays uh, with my own DM DM Rich and uh, Fridays and Saturdays are Filipino streams cool. and yeah and Sundays is uh, Adventures League. By greasy snitches. So basically just going to plug that out. And uh, if you are in Ateneo and you see a girl jump off the cliff edge near university dorms, just don't yell as loud or as undignified as I did. But maybe go check it out to see yeah, if it's the, a real the, person. Yeah, really check it out because exam stress or is exam stress is, is no joke. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for joining us this yes. week for Grimcast Manila. Mm-hmm. This has been your scaredy cat host, Antonette, and I'll see you next time. <laughs> Grimcast Manila is a podcast of creepy stories from around the metro and is recorded at Big Baby Studios. Check back next week for another episode. In the meantime, have a spooky day. <laughs>